Hi, this is Amanda. And this is Jen. And you're listening to Just This, a podcast that explores everything around being and becoming a mother or parent. We're excited to have you join us as we dive into the practical details, as well as the unseen energetics on topics that span from preconception to years after birth. There we are. Smiling at each other because we're both extremely exhausted and therefore have birthed the inspiration for the topic of sleep. <laughs> I actually avoid this topic a lot with new parents. Just yeah, why is that? There is such a wide stroke of situations and opinions and approaches to sleep. And to clarify, I don't believe we're going to jump into anything around sleep training or sleep, what would you call it, conditioning or things like that. Today, we're just going to talk about general parent tiredness and sleep as a parent. I was thinking we were going to talk more about parenting sleep and less about baby sleep. Yes. Okay. That's cool. So just to (laughs) clarify for you, listener, where do you want to start? Okay, I think I want to start with a comedian that I was listening to about parents and sleep. And I say this a lot to new parents because I think it's really funny. But basically, the comedian was like, all new parents should have their license revoked because of how tired they are. (laughs) I think that just really states the level of fatigue that we're talking about, especially as a new parent. And that's not to say, obviously, here we are with a much older child and still experiencing some sleep challenges. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of these episodes, we like to weave into them with or without a child. These are life lessons that can be applied to everyone. And I think that's why we thought this would be a good topic because we're both feeling very tired and exhausted, which is also very normal for this time of year. I want to bring that up too, with or without a child. But I think one of the things we've been talking about just on a personal note is honoring what your body needs and honoring the time for rest. And of course, this is very important when you have a child, especially a newborn baby, but a child at any age. And even when you don't have children, that is what we're coming back to is the fact that honoring these cycles in life. And of course, having a child or having a baby is another cycle in the many cycles that occur and honoring just taking the time, which can seem very counterculture to what we are immersed in and told and really surrounded by, but honoring the cycles and the needs for rest when we need them. Yes. Yes. Because right now we're in winter and the nights are getting dark. Like I walked out the other day, uh, I don't know, for... 3445 with my sunglasses on. I was, oh, that's right. It is pretty much dark. I don't need sunglasses anymore. And I think that does have a huge effect on our brain and the hormones that are produced around sleep. I also think that for me, when I talk to people about sleep, because sleep is also, you know, you have sleep tiredness and then you have people that can't sleep because they're overthinking or whatever the case is, they have insomnia. And so I also want to talk about too a little bit is difference between sleep and rest, because although sleep is just as important as exercise and eating healthy and all that stuff, I think resting, if you can't sleep, then rest can be just as fulfilling 
as sleep. Not to say it can be a replacement, but just resting can actually fill up our cups too and make us less tired. I don't know about your thoughts on the rest aspect of it. 100%. Yeah. And that's why I encourage anyone. And sometimes I'm just lying there and I know eyes open, eyes closed. It doesn't matter, but just lying. And I know I'm not going to be falling asleep for 20 minutes, but just being able to lie and do nothing and the act of resting. It's interesting because in Chinese medicine in school, technically Chinese medical school, right? So different than Western medicine, but we're still learning a lot. So it takes a lot out of you. And one of the things they talk about is actually lying down, even ideally to close your eyes, but even if you don't. And they said their kind of philosophy behind it is that when you lie down, it allows the blood to go back in the liver. And the liver is kind of what they associate with stress and that type of stuff. And I think just the idea of lying down allows our body to relax and allows the the blood to kind of filter into things without having to work so hard, right? When I'm sitting up, my blood has to pump a little bit harder compared to if I'm just lying down relaxing. I don't know if that's what you're kind of getting at. Yeah, yeah, that it is somehow re-energizing even if we aren't getting to those deeper cycles of sleep. And I think this is a very important thing for parents. So we can dive into that aspect or loop that part in, especially as a new parent or a parent with a newborn baby, that you, it's important to know, even if you don't reach the level of deep sleep, which often you might not in the first weeks, months, maybe sometimes years, hopefully by years, you'll be hitting those deeper, deeper cycles at least a couple of times a week. However, it's important to note that a lot of parents sometimes maybe won't lie down for a nap because they know I'm not going to, with the lights, you know, the, the sun up and this and that, I'm never going to be able to get in full sleep. And that's okay. It's still great to actually just lie there with your eyes closed, even if you never get into a level of sleep. Totally fine. You know, put a meditation on, lie there because it's important to build those little moments of rest in for the marathon that you're running. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not even necessarily a meditation. Cause I know sometimes for me, that can be like actually a little bit more stimulating than what I need for a rest. Sometimes it is what I need. Don't get me wrong, but even just like some relaxing music or some music that actually makes me relax might not make someone else relax, but puts me into that relaxed state, I think can also Everyone's different. I like to mention here, I'm a big person. I listen to podcasts and or books on tape and I'm out within 10 minutes. Yeah, so exactly. About the voice that and pe some other people that would overstimulate their minds because mm -hmm. they're constantly clinging to every word with me. It's just this background noise, almost like somebody reading me a book or something, even if it's a podcast. And that seems to put me out. So finding what works for you, that's the other thing and tapping into that of what things actually relax you or even on a subconscious level, if you can kind of start bringing awareness to that before you have the baby, that actually is going to be helpful after. Or if, if you've had a baby or even if not, just exploring and taking note what things are relaxing to me, what environments do I tend to fall asleep easier, try different things. Even if you think it might not work, try different things out. Absolutely. I think the other thing that's really helped me is to... And I know this is not a possibility for everybody, but setting a timer and just laying down for 20 minutes mm -hmm. because 
sometimes 20 minutes is okay. I, I can give myself 20 minutes today because it's not that long, right? It's not a half an hour. It's not an hour. And sometimes I have to say, I'll set a timer for 20 minutes and I fall asleep and I am in some deep sleep. I'll wake up 30 seconds to a minute before the timer goes off and feel like I just got four or five hours of rest. And I'm not saying that happens all the time. It's definitely more on the rare occasions, but sometimes my body can just really drop in and feel so great. And then it allows my brain to be like, you know what? It's just 20 minutes. It's okay. You can lie here. You can sleep. You cannot, whatever. And so just give this permission with also me not having to worry about all the other stuff I have to do. Just 20 minutes. I don't know yeah. if you do that. I do that. And actually I experience that deep restfulness frequently. And I think when you're, I, especially when I hit this point where I just feel exhausted, mm-hmm. that's when you can fight it and you will be fighting it all day long, or you can say, okay, yeah, have this 30 minute window. For example, after this call that we're doing right now, I'm probably going to do this because I'm feeling exhausted. And you set a timer or you set your alarm knowing that that's a good point is a lot of times, again, we come back to this, oh, it's never going to be long enough or, oh, it's not. And I think that's where you bringing in the rest aspect is valuable because it doesn't need to be, it can get to that point, but knowing that even just taking that little pause and lying down, doing nothing or listening, putting your that little environment or creating that little space, however that works for you of just relaxing your brain for 20 minutes mm-hmm. can be a complete reset. Yes. And I have to say too, I've played a lot with that timing of the nap. They say never to go over 45 minutes because some days I'll have the weekend or whatever. I might have more time. But I found for me, if I do anything past 20 minutes, I get into more of a groggy state. So it's harder for me to actually wake up. But I know other people that are like, oh, I have 30 minutes is like great time for me. But after 30, it's like, oh, the alarm that goes off and wakes you up, got to get up. So I think I just as a note, kind of play with the timing and see what works for your body. But I hear that no more than really 45 minutes in general for those quicker naps. And kind of circling back to closing eyes, I think it's also important too, because I know sometimes when I'm tired and overstimulated, and I'm working at my computer or just doing a lot of things. Just even if I'm sitting up and closing my eyes for a minute, it just uh, takes that that extra stress off our body and kind of allows it to relax. Because if we kind of think about what the point of sleep is, it's to kind of allow our body to heal, right? Essentially regenerate, heal, relax, be less on and stimulated. And so the eyes really, it closes off, you know, one of our sensories. And so when that happens, it just allows me to sink in. I don't know if you've experienced that because I know you're also on the computer a lot too. If you've ever done it. I always close my eyes. <laughs> I just never really rest with my eyes open. Yeah. Um, and I also want to say too, one of the things that used to bother me so much as a new mom, and I don't know if this bothered you, but that saying rest when baby rests, and <laughs> it just, I, I totally understand it, but it was very challenging for me and also counterintuitive to how I felt in my body. I understood the concept of it to remind yourself rest often because you're kind of on baby's clock. But I think more importantly is to listen to your body and try to rest as much as possible. I don't know if that comment ever bothered you. And I still say it to clients. So (laughs) yeah, well, I guess my question back would be if you're not resting when the baby rests, when, when are you resting? It's a good question. Let me think back here. (laughs) I mean, that's really the only time you can rest. I never found that 
triggering, but I think this goes into something I wanted to talk about, which I think is important, which is whether you have just given birth or you are in a state of constant stress, this is very similar. You can, we were just looking at this before this call because I'm like, there are hormones that are released that naturally keep you awake more where you're more alert. You're not going to feel that tiredness in those first maybe couple of weeks, potentially. You might feel it, but generally the first few weeks are a lot easier because you're awake, you're alert. There's just hormones in your body that you're bonding with the baby that also just keep you up and alert at night. And it's similar. So we we looked this up and one of the things that came up was epinephrine, which is produced by the adrenals. So similarly, if you are operating off of stress, even without a child, that only lasts for so long until you hit adrenal fatigue and then you just hit exhaustion, which is pretty much what you'll probably experience with the baby at some point. And that is why it's important to build in those rests. And I think that's why that statement rest when the baby rests is important. And also just the statement of take time to rest, even if you don't feel like it is important, especially if you're going through some stressful phase of your life, which post-birth is a stressful phase. There is stress on your body because you are not on your normal operating schedule and all the other things of taking care of a little human. (laughs) And all the changes that are happening in your body. I mean, your milk production, hormones changing back, your body's changing back from being pregnant. So, you know, your body's healing essentially too, right? On top of all that. So, and actually I like that statement better, rest when baby's rest, as opposed to sleep when baby's sleeping, because I think that would have allowed me to be more like, hey, let me throw on a podcast and chill out and relax and rest as opposed to sleep. To your point, and, and again, I like to relate this both right after having a baby, but also if you're going through anything stressful in your life or you're in some stressful project or whatever it is, because I think it's interesting to draw the parallel here. Okay. You can do that for a short amount of time and maybe your project or whatever it is in in real life is something short lived. Children are not, it is, it's going to be a long haul. And oftentimes, unfortunately, what we see in our culture is we are putting this stress on ourselves for prolonged periods of time. It's not for a couple of weeks or for three weeks. And so to that point of rest when the baby rests, obviously you won't be resting every single time the baby's resting. And I think that's important too, if you were to draw a parallel to a stressful period in your life or a project or whatever, to say rest every time you have downtime is a little ridiculous. And so if you were to bring that into parallel of when you have a baby, rest every time the baby's resting feels ridiculous. And so it might be a little bit of a turnoff to people. But I think what's important is like you said, somebody mentioned this recently of every other time the baby is sleeping, trying to actively consciously take time for rest. Mm-hmm. And I think that can seem overwhelming to people who aren't used to taking the time to rest. But I think that is a very good, okay, 50% of the time that your baby is resting, you should be trying to rest during that period of time too. I think that's more reasonable and practical. And I think that actually is, if you were to add up the actual amount of time, probably what you actually need 
for resting. So I don't know yeah. what, your, what your feelings are there. Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense because babies, especially newborns are up every two to three hours. So you break that down. That's, you know, 12 hours well, and then every other would be about six. So yeah, that makes about, that's about right. About six hours, you know, minimum of rest. So that's the other part too, is you're not going to be getting longer, long sleep cycles. Mm-mm. So in that element, it's important to take that amount of time to rest because even if you were to add that up, Mm-hmm. That may actually add up to a nice, good night's sleep. Really, yeah. To think about it. Yeah. So it's interesting because I had someone recently ask me about as a nighttime doula, because as a nighttime doula, you do rest when the baby rests, but also it's very little because you're doing the diaper changing, the everything so that the parents can rest more. And, but that doesn't mean that there's not. 30 minute to maybe one, sometimes up to 90, very rarely, but usually 30 minute to hour windows where you might get to rest, Mm -hmm. you know, close your eyes, lie down for a minute. And that's not sustainable every night. And -hmm. a parent asks, well, how is it that you operate as a postpartum doula? I said, well, I get to go home. (laughs) Yeah. I get to sleep more. And I also have in between nights off where I do get eight hours of full sleep. Right. New parent don't get that. So it's hard yeah. to comprehend, especially if you've never had a child that yes, you can do that. That is why people bring in support. That's why you want family occasionally. That's why you want someone to come over so you can get a four hour stretch or a six hour stretch, which yes. to some people is like, what? That seems crazy that I won't get four hours of sleep. It's very likely you won't get four hours of sleep yeah. for weeks, weeks, not weeks. Beyond. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's important to know that because of that, it's even more important to take the time to rest, but your body can be totally thrown off with the hormones, with the new sleep schedule for yourself, all of that stuff, everything yeah. going on. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, we should discuss with sleep is because I think this is a big thing is the reason why we don't want to rest during the day is because we feel that we should or need to be doing something else. And I think that we need to culturally change that <laughs> some way, somehow, whatever it is that we feel that we need to do. I don't know, maybe it's the dishes or mop or whatever. And this kind of plays into what you're talking about too, with having that help come over and why I think we both stress so much about when someone comes over, they're not there to hold the baby unless we want to sleep. That's different, but they're there to help us to do those dishes, to mop, to clean, to pick up the stuff, to put a load in the laundry and flip it over. So all we have to do is fold it or put it away or whatever, because those are the stresses too that keep us awake. And we're like, oh, we got to do this. And I think that's just an important thing to to note too, especially for, for first-time moms, because you go on Instagram, they're like, house is all perfect and they have a brand new newborn and they're dressed to the teeth and their makeup's done. It's, yeah. I don't know what Instagram <laughs> channels you follow because you always bring up all these picture perfect bullshit stuff. I'm on some weird channels on Instagram and it's none of that. We need to bring more into those in there. Okay. You got to share them with me. <laughs> but I feel like there's this kind of like magical Instagram photo thing that I get into, I guess that I get yeah. <laughs> from. Jen's like the life I could be living, whereas mine's some witch ceremony in the forest. <laughs> okay, I'd much rather be in the witch ceremony. <laughs> the other thing I want to say too is on sleep is that 
And I find this just from practice too, is don't force the sleep. Don't be like, I have to sleep. I think that just puts more stress on our body. And which is also why I'm really a big advocate of just go rest, just lay down. If you fall asleep, great. If you don't, that's okay too. Just rest, close your eyes, allow the body to, you know, fill itself back up a little bit. And the other thing too, I think is important with sleep from a non sleeping point (laughs) is diet and making sure you get enough water and that type of stuff. Because sometimes fatigue is a sign that we're dehydrated, not saying that that's the case early in parenting, but I have been really tired, but my water intake has also been bad. I know it's a little bit of both, but I just kind of want to throw that out there for anyone listening to our sleep podcast. Make sure you're drinking enough water and eating healthy. And small hack just on that nutrition bit is to throw a little salt in your water. And once you're in the later phases, I'm, I'm not sure if this is maybe you would be able to answer that in more of the more immediate postpartum phases, but later in your life, kid or no kid, if you're, if you can't take the time to rest and you do need to get energy, a good hack is to have some salt and salt water. And that Mm -hmm. actually kind of gives you a little bit more energy in a nice natural way. That's not just caffeine. Yeah. Because salt's essentially, (laughs) salt is essentially, yeah, electrolyte boost. It's probably electrolytes. Would that be good postpartum? Or do you know, is that something that they would not recommend due to blood pressure? Yeah. For anyone with high blood pressure, you're not going to be allowed to have excess salt generally. and you'd want to keep it down. But generally speaking, yeah, you're, and you're not going to be able to drink that much salt water yeah. to, to throw it so off completely. Yeah, that might be a nice postpartum hack because you're talking like a pinch of salt in water, right? A few pinches. A <laughs> few pinches. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's not enough to fully throw it off. But yeah, if your blood pressure goes higher, too high, then take it off. But most people, a little salt is going to be fine in the water. So that might be a nice little hack because I know a lot of postpartum parents, mothers specifically, don't want to drink too much caffeine because they're concerned about that through the breast milk with the baby. Mm -hmm. So you could try some salt water. I do want to circle back to the whole having somebody doing the little things like the dishes or turning over the laundry and this and that. Because I think, again... This is such an important thing that we overlook when we have older kids and or don't have kids at all. Again, if we're tired and exhausted, these things can take, they actually build up and take a lot of our time and energy that we would maybe then spend time in the evening resting or re rejuvenating in that way. And especially with older kids, I think this is a really important point is we forget it is emphasized, obviously, with postpartum, take care of yourself, like have people doing all these things. <clears throat> but it's the same as kids get older. If you're finding yourself exhausted and tired, what can you take off your plate? <clears throat> there are mother's helpers. Mm-hmm. And mother's helpers are specifically meant to basically just do the little things to help with older kids, as well as maintain those small tasks that actually kind of take up a lot of bandwidth and a lot of our energy. And also, even if you don't have a kid, hire someone to be kind of a personal organizer, personal assistant, whatever it is. I I feel like it's such a small step that maybe, I don't know if it's just me or women in general, just overlook of, oh, if I actually pay someone for two hours, two or three times a week, how much that gives back to me energetically. 
and really the value of that. Yeah. I think that's yeah. overlooked in general. So I, I want to emphasize that part too. I think it's so important. And I just want to say too, it's not even necessarily the energy. Like right now, as you're talking about laundry and all that stuff in my head, I'm already thinking, which is wasting energy. I need to clean my bathroom. I need to go do my laundry. You know what I mean? And so it's like, not even necessarily the act of actually doing it, but the thought, the energy of the thought of having to do it. And if I don't address it that day, how much energy it takes each and every day on top of that. And granted, if I'm, you know, in the summer and I'm doing great and eating healthy and all that, then maybe those, that energetic of the thought is not weighing on me so heavily. But when it starts getting dark out at five and, you know, my son's all emotional and I'm tired, then yeah, it's going to add to that, that deficiency cup. And you're right. If I would just think in my head, oh, let me just pay the neighbor who's 11 or 12 and wants some extra cash and I could just pay them for a couple hours, a lower rate and they're happy and I'm happy. And then I don't have to, it's all off. So I, I love that idea. And the mother's helpers I think are great and they can be anybody. They can be little kids. I think little kids are kind of awesome because they're, they're excited. They're happy to help out and play with kids. And then if you give them, you know, even if you take them out to ice cream or something, you know, or pick up a toy for some, for them or something like that, I think that it'd be good. Yeah, we have, we have neighbors here and they're just slightly older than Penelope. And I've almost wanted to say, Hey, I'll give you X amount a week. If you, you did yeah. just kind of keep an eye on her when you, we're playing outside or you guys go on a little adventure or whatever. Exactly. And, yeah, similarly, just a situational thing. My sister was in a recent situation and we were evaluating everything. And, and it came to this point where I'm like, you're, you're, tired like you're exhausted mm-hmm. and from a lot of things and i said step one is to just get your energy back because you it comes back to the same same shit no matter what stage of life you're in <laughs> yeah step one is getting yourself in a foundational place of your cup your mask is on on the mm-hmm. airplane first like how yep. feel because if you're so depleted that you're not you're barely functioning every day or just getting by then there's no way you can build and thrive off of that. You've got to build yourself back to that just functional foundational state. And that often looks like figuring out what you need to remove from your life and also where you can find support. Those the two. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And I've also found sometimes too, instead of sleeping, <laughs> it sounds crazy, but just taking a bath sometimes has actually felt more fulfilling. And then because the bath is hot and then it relaxes me. And then it, when I go to lay down, it doesn't take me so long because my mind's not there. So sometimes it seems counterproductive to be doing certain things. And I just want to say too, another thing about the whole sleep and getting help is just recently, I went out with some mama friends of I, we try to get together once a month just to kind of catch up, like help each other out. We'll babysit for each other and stuff like that. So we like to try to meet up and we'll just have coffee. We either make it there or someone will pick it up. And we just hang out. And this last time we're like, let's meet up. Let's have coffee. But let's, this mom was like, I'm feeling overwhelmed with laundry. She has four kids. I was like, let's get together. We just talk anyways. Like I can fold and talk. I'm a multitasker. So we got together and folded her laundry <laughs> and chatted. And she's like, I feel so good. That was such a huge burden off. So I just want to say, find other ways too. If you have some mama friends, then, and you have one, bring over your laundry, like throw it in a basket or, or rotate each week or the day or whatever and find ways, reach out for help too in, in that way. And I thought that was holding party. I think that's amazing. And it brings back that whole communal 
mm-hmm. back to our communal roots and anything that brings us back to our communal roots is definitely something I love. So I love that idea. Yeah. And I, it yeah, was I great. That's a, that's a great experiment. If you're listening to this to, to think of two friends and see if the three of you come up with something where you want support in life and then how you can hang out and then provide that support for each other. I really love that. I think that's really beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Back to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I just want to touch on the whole bath thing. I agree with you there. And I know some people aren't into baths, but bath or shower, I think water therapy is so good. And it comes back to the whole rest versus sleep. Again, I I highly recommend if you're going to do a bath or a shower and then just trying to build in 10 minutes after that to just lie down with your eyes closed for 10 minutes after whatever you do. And then yeah. that can be your full cycle of rest. There it yeah. is. Yeah. So, yeah. And fresh air. I think that's a really big one. And as parents, I think it's especially new time parents, it's really hard to get out and get fresh air and be back in nature. But that also really does help reset our body And especially now when it's cold out, that cold air feels really, really good. And it it makes you a little sleepy, (laughs) but also revitalizes you in a way too. So yeah, get out there, get in nature, take care of yourself. Well, get in nature, but don't when you first had a baby. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's a good point. Open your window for, I guess, after six weeks, dress, dress warmly. Yeah. Yeah. Open the window. Don't sit next to it. Make sure you stay warm but get a little bit of fresh air or just go out in the patio for a minute or step outside for a little bit. And yeah, it's good. Get some exposure to sun if you can. Yes, exactly. And the sleep deprivation will eventually go away. (laughs) Yeah. The sleep deprivation will eventually go away. It can take a long time. And if you're in one of those situations where you feel like it will never end, know that you are not alone. There are thousands, millions of people out there who been through it. And it doesn't necessarily help sometimes to hear that it will go away. So just day by day, take the little moments of rest when you can allow your body to sleep. I think the most important thing is to remember anything that feels super pressing that absolutely you cannot sleep because you have to do X, Y, Z, really reevaluating that. Ultimately, there's very, very little that cannot wait. And most times people are going to be understanding of that. If that means you're in a work situation or some other situation where you just need to say, Hey, I, I need more rest right now. And how can we work that in? I had to do that with my work situation. And oftentimes we will put the barrier on ourselves more than somebody else is actually really caring about that. I was the one concerned how that would look versus other people were like, no, let's, let's figure it out. Sure. Let's say from 10 to 12, you're not working and you're sleeping or whatever it is, you know, when that first cycle and my baby was down. So yeah, figure, figuring it out and knowing that oftentimes people are really wanting to be more supportive because really we all know this deep down inside is people are at their best when they're rested. Mm-hmm. And no matter what it is you're doing, whether that's a friend you're breaking your friend date with, which is very common as a new parent. Stop putting pressure on yourself. If anybody judges you for that, then maybe it's time to reevaluate the friendship. But what even later or a work, <laughs> whatever it is, just knowing that ultimately people will understand that it's almost 
like being sick. You just need to take mm-hmm. care of yourself. People yeah. will understand that you need to take care of yourself, especially after having a child. But even if it's 5, 10, 15 years down the road mm-hmm. or you've never had a kid at all, if you need the extra rest, honor that. And by honoring yourself, you're it's going to create a better situation in the long run. Yeah. Remember, yeah. it's a marathon. Not a yeah, it's a marathon. And I just kind of want to say too that something to kind of keep in mind that the Marines and stuff like that, they actually use lack of sleep as a form of stress and testing people. And so it's really it's not torture. much different. They it's use it as a form of fucking torture. Okay. I just, I yes. Remember, <laughs> I understand why they use this as a torture <laughs> tactic. It is, it's not a great place to be in. So. Yeah, you start so, to yeah. go delusional, really. Yeah, you can, for sure. For sure. And this is why, yeah, I want to bring that up and to remind yourself to be gentle mm-hmm. and that it's okay to rest because otherwise you're torturing yourself and no one wants to do that. Exactly. <laughs> you don't need to do that. I don't know how to bring some of your woo into this sleep talk, but the only thing I could say to that is write down your dreams. <laughs> well, okay, we could... Hmm. We can spin off another podcast episode. We could go into that a lot because again, don't be hard on yourself because there's many things. I was very into the dream journaling. I had some really great, crystal clear, amazing dreams when I was pregnant and I was into meditating all the things. Then you have the baby and your whole life is upside down. You're on, what do they call that from Stranger Things? The other world, the upside down, whatever it is, your whole world's turned upside down. There is no time for meditation more than maybe two minutes. There is no time for the dreams. My dreams went completely away. And yeah. there's a lot of, there was a lot of things that are sad. They're sad. I was like, oh, all of this really deep intuitive connection just looked different. That was what it was. It really, it was a different switch. And that was interesting in itself, understanding and relating that my intuition hasn't gone away. I'm just tapping into different ways of accessing it in this whole new being that I am becoming through this process. But if you don't have dreams, that's okay too, especially if you used to have dreams and you lost them. Because I found that with the sleep cycle being so short, I wasn't really getting into, but other people do find that because the sleep cycles are shorter, they'll get into dreams and actually remember them better. Mine mm. was like the opposite. I see. Um, but it did come back. It doesn't go away forever. And know that if it goes away, like at other parts of your life that you lose either temporarily or permanently after having a child, there are little things that you mourn and you wish you're like, I didn't know I was going to lose that part of myself, but it did come back. So. I just want to put that out there on the dream thing. Yes, write your dreams down, bringing the woo in. And if you lose your dreams, don't worry. Your woo is still there. It your woo is still there. <laughs> it's just trying to let knock on different doors. So maybe just kind of surrendering and looking at the different doors that your woo is coming through at the moment. <laughs> I like it. I love it. Anything else on sleep? No, just rest, just sleep. Rest. I think rest. Screw sleep. You're not going to get it. <laughs> well, rest and sleep. Rest and sleep. Yeah. Rest. It's true. And the sleep will come as yeah. you need it. As you, yeah. And as space and time allows, you'll eventually get really there. Really rest though. Yeah. Lay down and close your eyes. Close eyes. Yeah. Allow Watch yourself. Watching it's okay. A TV show, I yes. don't consider fully resting. No, no. I just don't. But other people do. 
unless unless it helps you fall asleep and really relax and you're laying down. I think the laying down is important to the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Take a, take a bath, take a shower, lay for 10 minutes. I think those are good ways of just giving your body the opportunity to drop into sleep if it needs to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you can, bringing in a little bit of the woo is, you know, just asking your body what it needs. Okay. What can I do for you? What do you need? And hopefully that will kind of help, help you guide you to sleep. Intentions, set an intention if you're lying down to rest. And especially if you're struggling to do that to, or you only have a short amount of time, setting an intention of, Hey body, I don't feel tired, but I know you need the rest. So I'm going to lie here for 10 minutes and I'm trusting you're going to do what you need to giving your body that intention. Yeah. I love that even on that note, kind of even telling it when you're going to be able to rest again in the future. Like tonight after baby has their bath, we're going to put them down. And then once baby is asleep, I love that. I love Almost like you would to the baby. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love baby. it. Hey, look, we brought the woo into sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Score. Awesome. All right. Well, happy resting. If you are listening to this during these shorter days, please take note of some of the highlights here. And if you have any other quick tips or ideas or thoughts around this, we always love to hear from you. Call our world famous voicemail hotline and leave us a voice (laughs) message because we love hearing your voices. We do. We do. And happy resting. Happy resting. Hey there, amazing listeners. We just want to say a huge thank you for tuning into our combo on the Justice podcast today. We appreciate each and every one of our listeners and your continued support means the world to us. If you enjoyed this episode and found value in it, we would be incredibly grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it too. Your reviews and shares not only motivate us, but they also help others discover our show. We're also all about keeping the conversation going and hanging out with our incredible community. Head over to justthis.site, that's J-U-S-T-T-H-I-S dot S-I-T-E, where you'll find additional resources, ways to connect with us, and join the conversation, plus some more goodies. Thank you again for being a part of the Just This community. We'll be back soon. Until next time, remember to take care of yourself and embrace the wonder as you navigate this extraordinary adventure.